0: All right, so <laughs> what completely terrifies you?
1: Um, so I'm not very good at being vulnerable, like, as a person, okay. as a friend, or, like, I'm
0: well, just this, not good at it. It's well, this was a good that, segment. Yeah, so. it's something
1: I, I definitely put up walls. I definitely, like, feel, like, reserve. I stay back from, like, the real stuff sometimes.
0: I mean, there's something weird I want to ask you about. Okay. <laughs> but it'll definitely be like, it might be awkward, but okay. it might not be because I feel like I'm pretty good friends with you. But when we first met, right. And I sort of kind of asked you out. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I feel weird about that, but not in a way where like I wouldn't hang out with you ever again, obviously, but I'll never not feel weird. about <laughs> it. But I think it's more because <laughs> I was in a weird spot to even do something like that. Given that our interaction was you designing a logo and stuff for me I remember we had some interactions after that, and I felt as though, okay, Elisa does not want me in her life. I won't bother her anymore, you know? And then you came back in at some point. I'm not saying from your side of it any of it was ever this, but it highlights one thing that I'm vulnerable um, about is, uh, like, I'm always thinking about what other people are thinking about me, which I think is true for a lot of people. But for me, it really shows, and I act weirdly based on it. And then I act to try to correct it. <laughs> and then I just keep doing <laughs> stuff. But, like, after you've done the first weird thing, it's not going to be that weird. But, yeah. So I always think about that when I think about you. Is, like, that's what, that was our first interaction, kind of. Yeah. And I feel like I botched it somehow.
1: I think it's a lot bigger on your end than it is on my end. Like, Probably. the remembering of it. Because all that we... The only th- I, like I think when you say like she didn't want or I didn't want you in my life, I think what I said was this is a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think like that's no, I all. I that was I, literally I think that's, the like message. literally the line. And that was the message. Yeah. And, and that was like m- that was being totally honest. Like mm-hmm. you're awesome. Still want to hang out with you. Yeah. And that's where and then so then we just kind of like took a breather and then became friends like again like a few months later. Right. Yeah. It was several months later. It
0: was a lot. Yeah. It was a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was all fine. I don't think about it like at all, like as a as a black mark on our our history <laughs> or anything. Yeah, at I don't, all like that. Or yeah. feel, I don't feel weird about it either. I, I hope you don't. No, you I definitely don't.
0: But I but about that specific interaction, just in general, <laughs> I feel weird that I did that because I know where I was at and like what I was going through and how. I think it was at this weird spot where oh she's a girl she's cool, you might as well just ask her out. It's not like, <laughs> it, it it's not like anything prompted it. You know. And it seemed harmless, but maybe it was. Maybe that's all it was. Like, I did that. It was kind of weird. Then we took some time, and then we reconnected, and now we're, you know? Um, But, man, I hate how much I'm able to think about that even now. Like, I can remember feeling like I was being too much and then knowing it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But that's the thing with me, just specifically in the realm of asking people out and putting myself out there that way. I always get it's a crazy anxiety about it. You I know? don't
1: blame you because I'm being the girl in like relationships. It seems like the men kind of get tasked with doing the pursuing, not always. And I think I do pursue people sometimes, but when it comes down to it, they do kind of get that role. And it's, mm-hmm. a, I'm guessing it's pretty rough to navigate. I think it's hard to read people. I'm not, not. not always good at reading people.
0: Cause I know in that moment I, I thought I could be messing up a lot of stuff. By doing this, meaning us being friends, us working together on stuff, but the potential of what it could have been at that time when I thought, oh, if I ask her out and then she's into that, then that could be great. That outweighed it. So then I acted on that, you know,
1: I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I think it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only way you can really make that call. You just have to kind of. Yeah, Yeah. we wouldn't
1: even be friends still, probably.
0: Yeah, true. Honestly,
1: because you were super real with me then. Yeah. And it didn't work out in that way, but we're still friends. And I could have just designed your logo and we never talk again.
0: True. I thought, I think I was just down about a lot of stuff, so I let that affect me, but it never had anything to do with you. I never had any bad feelings towards you or anything. It was only because of how I handled the situation. But the same thing could happen to me now with someone, and I wouldn't beat myself up as much because I'm just in a different place. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. You said you have a lot of... The the reason I thought of this is you said you have a lot of defenses up. I remember thinking that about you in that situation. Really, But I thought your defenses were being triggered by me being however I was being. But like you said, you were just living your life. I was living my life. And that wasn't going to work out that way. But why do you have, just in general, defenses up, do you think? Why are you more guarded?
1: Um, I think about this a lot because I... I don't think I realize that I do have so many up until like sort of semi-recently. And so now I'm sort of just kind of standing back and watching them, like watching myself implement them in different situations. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to figure out why I do do that. And I think some of it comes from the way I was raised and sort of a critical household, I guess, sort of like mm-hmm. a nitpicky household. Um, like a know-your-place kind of household. And, and that sounds harsh. My parents were lovely people and I love them. But I think just always kind of being ready for a criticism had kind of made me sort of like keep it to yourself, like keep your secrets to yourself and like just let them feed you, like let those secrets kind of feed you and don't like share them with anybody. And I think that's what it comes down to is like that's just kind of how I navigated my my youth. And so I, and this is kind of all new to me, like realizing this, but Mm -hmm. so I don't know what I'm going to do about it. (laughs) But I'm trying to, at least when I feel myself like getting really like, pushing back from something at least I can like look at it and analyze it honestly like am I really feeling like I need to get away for a reason or is this just me trying to get away because it's scary to let people in so it's hard
0: Which, what aspects of your life do you think that affects more is it relationship stuff is it career stuff friendships where do you have the most um, defenses up do you think
1: Probably relationships, although...
0: That's common. I I
1: hesitate because I haven't really dated much like in the last year. Maybe that's part of the reason why. Yeah, yeah. With all my defenses. Um, But that's probably the one where you're kind of like... I don't know why it works this way, but you're sort of on a timeline that moves faster than friendships as far as like how open you are and how Mm -hmm. much you share of yourself because you're trying to get to know their soul. You know what I mean? And it's not that deep... But that's kind of what you're doing when you're dating someone, or when you're starting to get to know someone, and then it's just kind of it's a, like a it's like a sped up friendship version. So that's the one where like I'm like, okay, put the brakes on. What's going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and it's, hard. Smart, it's hard. Which is smart. Which is smart. Yeah. Because I think for me, when I'm dating somebody, I think, oh, this is where I really need to go all in. But so, I, and I did this thing for a while where the person I was dating, I would treat that interaction a bit more. I would take it more seriously than I would my friendships at the time I was dating someone, and now I think that's totally backwards. Your friends are consistent, and the person that you're dating, that can happen over time, but you shouldn't give that that much credit right away. And I think I used to do that and set expectations really high and then get really bummed out because that person wasn't that thing, and it just made them to be in my head, which is a lot of pressure to put on them. So I think I, I have gotten to a point where... Um, I mean, the people I've been talking to recently and going on dates with and stuff, I'm just not offering up a ton of information, <laughs> you know, waiting to exchange phone numbers, waiting to, to I don't know, hang out a lot in person, just really thinking about how I feel about them before I decide to go all in or show them my soul, Yeah. Or, you know. Um, so I guess that's me having my guard up a little bit because of experiences where I totally didn't have it up and you just you offer all this stuff up right away and then you're exposed, (laughs) you know? So
1: maybe it's not bad to be exposed, but
0: yeah, now I feel like I'm always exposed. That's what I was talking about a little while ago is that's kind of what inspired this podcast too, is I'm always in the state of being vulnerable. So I'm trying to find ways to be confident in that. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm not, I don't have it together because I know that I'm pretty exposed all the time. just emotionally you know even if I'm at work I mean I think everybody knows how I really feel about everything I don't have this other side I can switch on which I think a lot of people do where they're doing certain things so they're in a certain mode I'm only one way all the time
1: I feel like that about myself too I do feel like I'm honest in my interactions and I'm honest in I feel my that re- way when I talk to you yeah in my conversations mm-hmm. I just I think you're probably right about it. it is just like a dating thing for me like that's yeah. where I get like whoa whoa. but
0: um. yeah it seems like you're fine then I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the smart way to do it I guess the cheesy thing about me with dating is I want to find the person who is doing that to the same level I am like letting her defenses down so I'm like oh we're doing we're doing this crazy <laughs> thing together um but that's a really rare well, yeah thing then it would find. feel more natural I yeah.
1: guess the pace would kind of find itself I guess
0: yeah yeah for but, the
1: unveiling of the soul
0: <laughs> yeah it sounds so ceremonial <laughs> and weird. Like some, Get your it robe like, and
1: light a fire. It and sounds like <laughs> some kind of animal dies in that process. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does.
0: It's Tuesday, the unveiling of the soul. Yeah, we're going to kill a few this goats. Is why dating is
1: so complicated. It's yeah. hard to find goats.
0: Dating is it's really complicated. <laughs> it's really complicated. It's kind of the worst thing ever. I, I saw this article, a comedian she posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago, or just a blog post she wrote about living with her now boyfriend, and the rest of the title of the article was, and being done with dating. Because when you, you're you at that level with somebody and you're committing to them and you're living with them, you're decidedly out of the dating game. And it's definitely something you can be in or out of. And being out of it seems way less stressful. <laughs> being in it and like trying to go on dates and constantly putting yourself out there like that, it gets really exhausting. And But it's the only way you can find your way to the person who you can suddenly just like go all in with, you know? So- is it just that? I don't know. I don't know if it's like... I always compare it to job interviews or looking for a job where when it's the right thing, it is just the right thing, and you just know. You don't know until you know. But the process of figuring it out is just super exhausting. It really is. Yeah. So. And
1: also, uh, when you're meeting someone in a dating capacity, they're putting on their best front. You're putting on your best front. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're building up extra layers to dig through. in your. Tr- I don't know. If it's not intentional. Or maybe it is. But it just makes the whole thing even trickier because... If you're meeting someone in a friend capacity, like you bumped into them, you have some things in common, you're not attracted to each other sexually, like if I met a girl that I thought was really cool Mm. um, or a guy, but there would be no extra layers like put up to like make myself look cool and they wouldn't be doing the same thing. But in a date capacity, it just sort of happens, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have even more to peel away and it's just very tricky.
0: Yeah, I just, and and that whole thing where I think about what the other person's thinking, it's just, it's amplified so much when I'm on a date with somebody and I'll find myself saying things about myself that are just true. And if she has a certain look on her face or she reacts a certain way, I'll pull back or qualify it. And the only, that's not a good route to finding if you're compatible with someone, you just have to be yourself. And if she reacts in a weird way, then she feels weird about that thing about me. And that just has to sit, yeah. that just has to be true. But that's difficult to know that you're going to find, you're going to find out mostly why people don't like you and then you'll find that one person who (laughs) does like you so it's really hard to deal with and I could see why you've taken a break from it or you said you haven't really dated that much Mm -hmm. I think as you get older you just get smarter about how you're spending your time and often it's not a productive way to spend your time unless it's a person that you're really kind of sure about on some (laughs) level you know
1: yeah I mean when I moved here I dated on OkCupid a little bit and I had I only went on like three probably Mm -hmm. three OkCupid dates yeah three and maybe four most So, like, two of them were nice people, maybe had another date, mm-hmm. maybe one more date, um, but nothing came of it. And one person I dated for, like, three months or so, he's a great person. We're still in contact. We still, we're still friends. Yeah. We hang out sometimes. That was, like, successful in that capacity. Like, we only dated for a short time, but he's a cool person and we still talk. Yeah. Um, so, that was cool. But mostly, I just felt like it was kind of waste <laughs> I don't know I didn't do a lot of it but that's, I just I, yeah. the ones that were just okay I just felt like this is there's so much expectation here like we both like showed up with like this expectation that we're gonna click mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of pressure yeah yeah it's so much fun to meet someone at a party or meet someone that's like friend of a friend and I click in a setting that's totally natural, like that's the best. And that's really hard to do. That's something, I I was writing about
0: that the other day, and I said it's kind of like getting sick and not wanting to feel better when you (laughs) meet somebody at a party and you talk to them for four hours and you feel like you really click. Even if you don't ask for a phone number, nothing's like implied or whatever, it just is, it feels good. It feels really nice. And um, the online dating thing kind of takes you right out of ever having that feeling. Like Mm -hmm. you have to force it. Um, because I've been doing the OkCupid okay thing for a little while, and I think I'm about to just take a permanent break from <laughs> it um, because you just get to this point of going through the motions. But at the same time, going through the motions, it helps me um, deal with that vulnerability I have. If I do go out and it's a friend of a friend that I meet or it is a party, I'm so anxious right away because that person's right there in front of me. And I think it's somewhat comforting to know that you're behind a screen or something for a while. But you're not really finding anything out by sending messages back and forth or seeing what she's into or seeing photos. It's kind of nothing.
1: It is nothing. The moment
0: like- when you meet that person, that's when everything you know right away. You, you know... Get that click. Yeah. Yeah. And you know pretty quickly, too. Like, you could know that it's not working and still have, like, a three-hour date yes. with them and I mean, then go home. That's the thing yeah. that I hate. It feels like a waste, like you're saying. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, that sounds callous because I still had a nice time with people that I didn't go on more dates with. Yeah. But... I just knew that I didn't want to date them, like instantly. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, I don't know, whatever. It's an evening, and they were nice people, but I yeah. don't know. It is just, it just, it gives you kind of like a, oh, like a want, want feeling, and then, you know, it's not going to work out, and then you're just kind of bummed out the rest of the, <laughs> the date. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. So your vulnerability, I guess, comes from, I don't know.
1: I think it also applies to like my work because I'm a little bit hesitant to share my work sometimes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. online or like. You have you know about some like projects that I'm working on that I'm that I'm so like keeping them so much to myself and it's just but mostly really fear, yeah know? but really
0: cool that you're attempting them anyway because I've also <laughs> I just have to
1: it takes me like baby I go like three baby steps forward and then I sit down for a little bit and then I go yeah, like yeah, three yeah. More baby steps forward and then I sit down because for a little I've also bit. been
0: trying to contribute to one yeah. of these projects you're working on and like I just I don't know I can't put time behind it or conscious effort behind it because something i'm not
1: actually like how would i expect anyone else to because i'm not
0: because something about it's freaking me out and in a good way because i know that something's actually at stake okay you know with my creative stuff i'm totally vulnerable even with something like this something is really at stake but in another way none of this really matters this is just us recording this and it's mostly just for us but i can't think of it that way because i keep telling myself with well i want to do creative stuff with my whole life so this is super important but because of that, it just, it paralyzes me. And I wish I could not care. I wish I could just be like, yeah, I just have a blog and I have a podcast. It's whatever. I just post them. But I'm so attentive to all the details and how I'm branding myself and all this stuff. But those are the people that really succeed at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel so. like I'm,
1: with the projects that I have and the things that I'm working on and the, the goals I have, they are like, I, I feel like they're like laying groundwork for the rest of my life. Like if I do this and this and this. Then I'll have this, and I'll it'll have yeah. it'll be these things that I love. I'll have this like kind of a three pronged career that I love, and I'll love all parts of it, you know. And that can like be my passion and be my diversion and make me money and yeah. hopefully succeed and make me enough money where I can buy a house and you know uh, settle down in a cool place where I want to be and kind of relax with my passions. So that's I mean that's what I feel like it is, and that's like self sabotaging by not making the steps toward those goals, but. Yeah. I've been known to (laughs) self-sabotage.
0: Yeah, that's big time. (laughs) Do you do that also? It's like a hobby of mine. (laughs) Like, okay, so I'm going to this wedding, right, in two days. And two weeks ago, I told myself I have to look really good in my suit. And I was already putting on, like, a little bit of weight. I proceeded to eat terribly for, like, 12 (laughs) days now. I haven't weighed myself. This is
1: a defiance to yourself. I'm going to weigh myself tomorrow
0: (laughs) and try my suit. And it's probably not going to fit well. I probably have to buy new pants. I'm telling you all this now like I don't know why I'm so open with like telling you this but I know that for the last two weeks I could have done everything differently but I'm self-sabotaging because like I want to have that to complain about isn't that weird like it's so destructive it's literally my body I'm not treating it as well so I can have that moment of like oh no my suit doesn't fit well. like what is that that's crazy I'm know. like an insane person I don't know because it's so unproductive but it's just I knew that this was what was gonna happen
1: it's so everyone does it it's so yeah. and know. it's
0: in this little like two week window it's just this like one event and it's tied all these other feelings because of high school and like some of the people that might be there there's other stuff behind it but it's such a bummer that like this is how I spent the last two weeks instead of eating healthy working out and fitting into that suit (laughs) well I do
1: think that we were just talking about how like all the things that you get up and you get excited about in the morning Mm -hmm. and you do have a lot of plates spinning like you do a lot of cool things that you care about right and I believe that you can only keep like so many plates spinning at one time. And when you're doing a lot of creative things, like your fitness plate might drop. Yeah. Or if you're doing a lot of work, your creative plate might drop. And it's just kind of like, you know, you can't always do it all.
0: And when you start dating somebody, your friendship plate totally. might drop. And then
1: it recalibrates itself. But yeah. it's, you can't keep everything going at one time. Yeah. Yeah. So don't feel too hard. Cool. Too hard on yourself.
0: Yeah. Don't feel too hard. <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself. And don't feel too bad about
1: yourself. Yeah. Or don't um, feel too hard about yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could be like a weird, that's like a weird innuendo for not liking yourself too much. Don't get too hard about yourself. Um, cool. That was the most compelling note we could have ended on. So.